You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up right now. Thank you. 
like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. This is, uh, of course, our first show of the month of December, that uh, that holiday month that uh, I think everybody knows about. All kinds of holidays in, in December. Christmas and uh, Hanukkah and uh, Kwanzaa and all kinds of uh, different uh, celebrations. We uh, did have a, a week absence last week, and uh, we are back. And, of course, we have some great music to play for you, great jazz for the next three hours, including our jazz feature. My name's Gavin Walker, and our jazz feature is um, very special this evening. It's by a gentleman named Wayne Horovitz. And Wayne Horovitz um, was a, is a pianist of note, and also uh, a composer and a music teacher. And he is uh, one of the mainstays of um, the Seattle music scene. Wayne was born in New York, but he uh, moved to Seattle many years ago and made uh, the Emerald City his home. And Wayne uh, has been to Vancouver many times with different uh, ensembles and different styles of music. And that sort of thing. We're not going to hear him play this evening, but we're going to hear his compositions. And he conducts this amazing orchestra. And um, I would like to thank, right off the top, the executive producer of this album is our own Tony Reef. And Tony, of course, owns a a very, very fine and exclusive um, label devoted to um, adventurous music, and uh, the label, of course, is called Songlines, and uh, there's a lot of very, very interesting music uh, that Tony um, has produced over the years, and this album is no exception, And but it's a perfect fit, as far as I'm concerned, for the jazz show, and uh, so I'd like to thank Tony for making this music available for me to present to you. And the album, of course, is available on Songlines uh, Records, and you can simply go to their website, which is songlines.com. And I'm sure after you hear this music, you might be interested in buying the CD. That's right. People still buy CDs, especially jazz listeners and and classical listeners. Uh, They like the idea of the um, tactile uh, the 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 cover, the little cover, the notes, the photographs, and the information that's sometimes included on the CD. All right, getting to this music, and just just give you a just a very brief history. Um, Wayne Horovitz formed this band. It's called the Royal Room Collective Ensemble, and I'd like to explain uh, one thing. The Royal Room is a small music room. Uh, located in Seattle, uh, Wayne Horovitz is is uh, a co-owner of this, and uh, it's exclusively for the presentation of creative music. 
And Wayne put this band together, um, and of course uh, um, got the strongest players. And most of these young men and women are junior um, or junior university uh, uh, students and uh, senior high school students, but they are um, excellent musicians, as you will hear. Uh, None of the names are well-known. I mean, if you happen to live in Seattle, you may know some of these people. I'm not going to go into the names of the individuals in the band because I don't think it's going to mean too much um, to uh, anyone outside of the Seattle area. None of these people are particularly uh, famous because they're uh, music students and and, uh, semi-professionals. But their abilities are incredible, and there's some incredible, wonderful solos throughout uh, this music. Now, i just say that Horowitz, um, his music, I think, is an is a amalgam of a lot of his musical influences. Count Basie, Mingus, Ellington, Gil Evans, and, of course, the musical philosophy of the late Butch Morris, and uh, Wayne dedicates the album to the memory of Butch Morris, one of the most creative musicians um, ever, and Butch died a few years ago. What a um, tremendous musician. So he was an inspirer of, uh, of Wayne Horowitz, so uh, the album is dedicated to him. There are 13 different compositions on this album, and the band has three trumpets, three trombones, one clarinet, one alto saxophone, one soprano saxophone, one tenor saxophone, and one baritone saxophone, plus piano, bass, and drums. And, of course, Mr. Horowitz conducting the ensemble. All of this music was um, recorded uh, in February of 2014 uh, at uh, London Bridge Studios in Seattle. And, of course, put on this CD um, by executive producer Tony Reef. The album is called At the Reception. And, of course, the band is called the Royal Room Collective Music Ensemble. So we'll get to the music right away. The titles, um, as I said, they're all Horowitz compositions. The first one is um, called, (laughs) and it's perfectly suited to this evening, it's called A Walk in the Rain. Tune number two, composition number two, is entitled Forgiveness. Tune number three is called Daylight. Tune number four is called Trish. Tune number five is hilarious. It's called Barbershop. Tune number six is called Iron Bound. And tune number number seven is called Redux Part Two. Tune number eight is called Prepaid Funeral. Tune number nine is entitled First Light. Tune number 10 is called Sweeter Than the Day. Tune number 11 is called Disingenuous Firefight. Now there's a a puzzling title. Tune number 12 is the title track of the album, and it's called At the Reception. And tune number 13 is entitled Redux Number 4, which is a retake of of an earlier tune called Sweeter Than the Day. So that's the selection. Here is the band. Here is the music. And I certainly hope you enjoy this. We begin 
with A Walk in the Rain. The music of Wayne Horvitz.
Thank mm-hmm. you.
Our jazz feature this evening, an especially long one, and I hope a very enjoyable one, too, and a very creative one. We heard 13 compositions by Wayne Horowitz, who, of course, um, is one of the mainstays of creative music in Seattle, a teacher, pianist, and, of course, as you heard, a conductor and a composer. He um, wrote all of these pieces, and it was played by the Royal Room Collective Music Ensemble. And this is a band that uh, Mr. Horowitz put together with uh, many of his uh, finest students. And these are young men and women uh, from junior college, um, high school, uh, that he put together. And he picked the cream of the crop. Now, none of these musicians are... um, well-known, except uh, perhaps in the Seattle area, so I'm not even going to name them. But I will tell you that there were three trumpets, three trombones, one clarinet, one alto saxophone, one soprano saxophone, one tenor saxophone, one baritone saxophone, and piano, bass, and drums. And um, these 13 compositions were played by this uh, incredible ensemble. And the reason it's called the Royal Room Collective Ensemble, the Royal Room is in small music uh, venue, which is um, co-owned by Wayne Horowitz and a partner. And a lot of the music was uh, rehearsed and played there and uh, tried out there and um, corrections made and so on and so forth and developed uh, in that uh, room. And then they took the band into the London Bridge Studios in Seattle Uh, on February, the end of February of this year, and recorded this album for Tony Reef's Songlines um, label. And, of course, Tony Reef is a Vancouver resident and owns this uh, very adventurous um, record label. Um, And this is uh, um, an album that Tony uh, gave to me to share with you. And uh, as soon as I put it on my my home player, I said, this is perfect for the jazz show. Uh, The music will uh, reflect uh, what we try to do on this particular show. And I certainly hope that you enjoyed this uh, very evocative music and um, very stimulating music, I felt, by Mr. Horowitz and his ensemble. 
The 13 pieces, um, we opened with A Walk in the Rain. Then the next piece was called Forgiveness. Uh, Two number three was called Daylight. Two number four was a reflective piece called Trish. Two number five was hilarious, and it was called Barbershop. It was almost, almost had a circus feel to it. Uh, two number six was Ironbound, and two number seven was a moody thing called Redux number two. And then we had a, a long pause um, before we moved to two number eight, and that was calculated in the album uh, because, as Mr. Horvitz said, uh, many people uh, will play only half the album and get their fill, and, um, and it's, it'd be like turning over an LP and playing the other side. And so there's always that pause. And so um, somehow that was included in, in the CD. So we had that long pause, and then tune number eight was entitled Prepaid Funeral. And then we heard a very kind of a moody uh, tone poem called First Light. And uh, then tune number 10 was called Sweeter Than the Day. Tune number 11 was called Disingenuous Firefight. Tune number 12 was the title track called At the Reception. And tune number 13 was Redux number 4, a repeat of Sweeter Than the Day. So this album is available on the Songlines record uh, label, and it's called... The Royal Room Music Collective Ensemble. And the album is entitled At the Reception. So that was our jazz feature tonight, and I certainly hope you enjoyed it. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We have lots more music uh, coming up in a few moments. And my name's Gavin Walker, by the way, and uh, we're here every week. And we will be um, through the, um, not through the Christmas holidays, but every Monday. Uh, and we'll be here with a whole lineup of, uh, of great music. Our Christmas show will take place um, the last, I believe it's the 22nd. Yes, it is. The 22nd uh, will be our annual Christmas show. And of course, Um, We always do that very famous Miles Davis, Milt Jackson, Thelonious Monk recording uh, that was recorded on on Christmas Eve. And that's sort of a tradition with the the jazz show, plus a whole bunch of uh, Christmas goodies that you're not going to hear in the mall. All right? So that's going to be our Christmas show on December 22nd. Pre-Christmas show, of course. And I guess it's uh, our Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve show. Yeah, we can call it that. Anyway, we'll be back in a few moments right after a few of these significant uh, messages with some music um, by Cannonball Adderley and company, recorded in 1973. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the Main Street area at... Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, the Regional Assembly of Text, the Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca.
From Portland, indie artist Sally Ford tours in support of her new album, Slapback. Sally Ford comes to the media club with openers Old Light this Friday, December 12th. Doors are at 7 and curfews 10. Advanced tickets are $12, available at Northern Tickets, Red Cat, and Zulu. Brought to you by CITR and MRG. have some <laughs> we have some weather but it's uh the weather is the weather is the weather yeah lots of rain let me tell you well it's this time of year and, and of course um you know we had some nice cool sunny days there for a while but uh, we're back to this which is pretty normal for um uh, for Vancouver there is a rainfall warning tonight but you know when i came out here it was just kind of almost drizzle-type rain. It wasn't really coming down, and it wasn't even windy, but they're calling for that tonight, uh, rain and wind, and uh, with a low of 10. So it, it's still staying very warm. Um, I guess it's the, the Pineapple Express or whatever they call it. Uh, so that's tonight. Tomorrow, uh, rain is going to end, but then it's just going to be cloudy and windy. So what the hell? <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, with a low of 10 and a high of 12, still very warm. Wednesday is continuing warm with rain. That's it. Uh, Thursday, uh, maybe a little less uh, showers. So that, that might imply off and on rain, uh, whatever. Low of 8 and a high of 10, still warm. Uh, Friday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of 7 and a high of 9. Saturday is the same. Uh, with a low of 4 and a high of 9, a little cooler, and periods of rain for Sunday with a low of 3 and a high of 8. So that's the, uh, that's the general forecast for the next little while. So I said we we're going to hear some Cannonball Adderley, and we are. This is from a rather Cannonball, um, or Julian, as I always refer to him, uh, he he was only called Cannonball by his fans, and if you were a friend, you usually referred to him as either Brother Ball or Ball or or Julian. And um, anyway, he was he was a, a a great man, and I'm I was very privileged to uh, to know him uh, quite well, and he helped me out uh, with my own saxophone playing on uh, several occasions, and gave me some really really good tips. And um, I'll never forget uh, Julian Adderley. He was, he was a, an exceptional person with, and with a brilliant mind. A lot of people don't realize he was teaching high school. He graduated from college when he was 18, and he was teaching high school when he was 19. And uh, that's, that's what was happening. And, of course, uh, and then went on to become uh, the, one of the greatest exponents of the alto saxophone, but a wonderful band leader. So this is the Cannonball Adderley Quintet, 1973. So two years before Cannonball's untimely passing. He died in 1975. Um, Cannonball was a, a diabetic, and he, he died of a stroke, actually, and very young. 
We hear Mr. Adderley on alto saxophone with Brother Nat, of course, on cornet. And uh, another good friend of mine, Hal Galper, on electric piano, was part of the band at the time. And Bookie, Walter Booker on bass, Roy McCurdy on drums, and King Arison on percussion. And this is from a, a late album called Inside Straight. And we're going to hear a Hal Galper composition called Snake in the Grass. Here we go.
We just heard a classic track from a wonderful album by the Chico Hamilton Quintet, recorded back in 1962 for Impulse Records, and it was called Passing Through is the name of the album. And uh, that is one of the leading tracks on the album. It's a composition by the guitarist, the late Gabor Zabel, and called Lady Gabor. And the personnel of the quintet, George Bahanan on trombone, Charles Lloyd on flute, Gabor Zabel on guitar, the late Albert Stinson on bass, and of course the great late Chico Hamilton on drums, Lady Gabor. And going back here, uh, before that we heard a thing called The Healin' Feelin' with Richard Groove Holmes, one of the great organ players and one of the great exponents of uh, bass lines on organ. He was, he was one of the best at that stuff. And uh, uh, Richard Groove Holmes led a classic band here with Les McCann on piano, Lady Jeff on drums, Ron Jefferson, George Freeman from the famous Chicago Freeman family on guitar, uh, Tricky Lofton, Lawrence Lofton on trombone, and the great Ben Webster, Frog, on tenor saxophone. The Healing Feeling. That was written by Les McCann. And we opened the set with a late version of the Cannonball Adderley Quintet with uh, Julian Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Hal Gelper on electric piano, Walter Booker on bass, Roy McCurdy on drums, King Arison on percussion, doing a Hal Gelper composition called Snake in the Grass. And that was from... Cannonball Adderley's album Inside Straits, recorded in June of 1973. We have a couple of announcements, and we're going to come back with um, three tunes from one of my favorite recordings that goes back many, many years. And it was a, It's a recording that I treasure. I love this band. It's a short-lived band, the Art Farmer G.G. Grice Quintet, and we're going to hear a couple of... Uh, tunes, or three tunes from that album. But uh, first, just to remind you that you are listening to CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. This is The Jazz Show on CITR, regular Monday night feature. We start at 9, we go through to midnight, sometimes after, and uh, my name is Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkameenam-speaking Musqueam people. 
Stephen Harper's reckless cuts to home mail delivery are hurting the most vulnerable in our society. Senior citizens and those with mobility issues are disproportionately affected by these cuts, all while Canada Post is making millions of dollars in profit. Postal workers are campaigning to protect quality jobs and public services in our communities. The post office belongs to you. Join the fight today at SaveCanadaPost.ca. All right. We're uh, just going to tell you uh, a couple of important websites. Now, you probably know there's been a tremendous amount of hype and publicity about this um, event, which is not actually part of the jazz festival, but it's going to be uh, pre-jazz festival. It's going to happen in May. Uh, all you have to do is get onto the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society because they've got some news for you. And, of course, this uh, two-day event with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. That's right. And they're going to be doing jazz, standard tunes. And uh, in the inimitable um, style of George Gershwin, Cole Porter, all these things. These two great artists from two different generations. Lady Gaga is 28 years old. Tony Bennett is 88 years old. And they're coming together in this concert, all present, presented by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society in May. Um, the dates and times. Uh, tickets are already on sale, and you can go to the Coastal Jazz website and find out all the information. You can buy tickets, whatever. They're going to be here for two nights, and uh, it's going to be quite an event. And, of course, that isn't even part of the Jazz Festival. This is kind of an introduction to the Jazz Festival, and there's a whole bunch of new things happening with the Jazz Festival, including uh, uh, some extra days uh, for the festival, and uh, some incredible music um, being uh, uh, presented. The coastal jazz uh, people have been working extremely hard, and uh, they're really taking up the cudgel this time because it's the 30th anniversary of the festival. Now, a lot of people felt that the festival started in, in 1986. It actually started in 1985, but it was financed strictly by the people that are now head of the coastal jazz. And uh, then, of course, 1986, Expo came along. There was a lot of uh, uh, corporate money and sponsorship money, and, uh, and then the festival grew from there. And, of course, those, those of you that were around in 1986 remember the historic concert with Miles Davis and uh, the uninvited walk-on by Wynton Marcellus. And, of course, that's gone into the history books. <laughs> we won't discuss that, but that's, uh, that was one of the great events. Anyway, it is the 30th anniversary of the Jazz Festival, and they have some incredible stuff planned. I've got a little bit of inside information that I can't uh, reveal right now, but uh, let me tell you, it's going to be a blockbuster of a festival. They're going all out this year, 30 years. Okay, Coastal Jazz and Blues, and of course, CoastalJazz.ca is their website. And, of course, another great website is my good friend Brian Nation's website, which is, coast, uh, coastal, is VancouverJazz.com. And uh, Brian 
uh, keeps everything up to date. There's all kinds of gigs going on in, in Vancouver at different uh, locations. Tangent Cafe down in uh, Commercial Drive, Pat's Pub, um, different different spots. Uh, unlike the old days where the cellar was kind of, uh, Corey Weed's cellar was kind of the central location for jazz. Gigs are happening all over the place, and Brian uh, keeps the schedule up to date. So if you have a mind to go out on a Wednesday night or Thursday night or Friday night to go hear some jazz, uh, check out that website. You can find out what's going on in and around Vancouver. And uh, hats off to Brian Nation. Even our jazz features are on there. There's a write-up every week. You can check uh, Jazz on the Air and and, and read about uh, whatever jazz feature is being presented on this show. So there you go. That's uh, VancouverJazz.com. And last but not least, my good friend Ken Speller, who is a wonderful music teacher. This guy is really talented and a wonderful saxophonist, um, as well as a top-notch repairman. And uh, he's, uh, he's something else. He, he really knows. He has his whole workshop at, at, at his uh, um, residence. And, of course, he's got every little piece that you might need and, and all kinds of uh, equipment, and he really knows how to um, uh, repair saxophones, um, clarinets, flutes, woodwinds. That's his specialty, and he's really, really good at it. And, of course, because he works from home, he can keep his prices very, very reasonable. Musicians uh, these days don't make a lot of money. <laughs> When have they ever, uh, you know, unless they're, well, yeah, you know, uh, you know the story. Anyway, uh, it, it is expensive to, uh, and, and it costs money to keep your instrument in shape. Whether you're an amateur, um, a student, or a professional, you have to keep your instrument in tip-top shape. Otherwise, you're not going to sound as good as you can sound. And Ken Speller's a good guy to know because uh, he'll, he'll fix you up. And as I said, he's very reasonable with his costs. So you can reach him at 778-800-1933, 778-800-1933, or kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. Ken Speller, good guy. All right, Art Farmer and Gigi Grice. This was a short-lived band. Um, that happened in the mid-50s, and they did some nice, um, nice recordings uh, for Prestige Records, and uh, then, of course, um, moved on uh, to other things. Um, gigs were a little tough, and rhythm sections changed as well. So the main focus was, of course, the trumpet work of the great art farmer and the alto saxophone work of uh, a gentleman who is uh, really underrated and, and almost forgotten about, and he shouldn't be, uh, Gigi Grice. And there's a great uh, biography which has been, uh, was published a few years ago, and it's been updated. Uh, Gigi had a very, very interesting life, and uh, the biography is called The Rat Race Blues. And if you can find that, um, perhaps uh, one of the bigger bookstores, go online, you can check it out. That is one of the great reads and very, very informative and, uh, and fun to read. It isn't uh, dry and academic. And it's a tremendous story of the late, great Gigi Grice. Gigi was not only an exceptional alto saxophonist, but he was a wonderful composer as well. And he did most of the arrangements uh, for this little band. 
This is from my favorite album. This is a Prestige album. Uh, as I said, they, they did a few albums, but this particular album really hit me because uh, it's been with me for so many years. I, I bought it as soon as it came out, and I was just knocked out by it. It's called simply The Art Farmer Quintet featuring Gigi Grice. And Art Farmer on trumpet, Gigi Grice, alto saxophone. Duke Jordan, one of Charlie Parker's favorite pianists. Uh, Art Farmer's brother on bass, Addison Farmer. And taking a break from Miles Davis's band, the great Philly Joe Jones on drums really adds to the sound of the band on here. And, of course, Philly Joe, one of the one of the all-time, he's my favorite drummer, so <laughs> we're going to actually hear some great work by him on this. So we're going to hear three tunes. The first one is a Duke Jordan composition. It's a, a very neat tune. It was the first tune recorded on the date, and the first take, boom, and, uh, and they captured a really good version of Duke Jordan's forecast. Then uh, we're going to follow that with two Gigi Grice compositions, Tune number two is a soft uh, ballad kind of thing called Evening in Casablanca. And the final tune is a Gigi Grice famous composition dedicated to the Baroness, Nika Rothschild, and it's called Nika's Temple. And it features an incredible drum solo by Philly Joe and some great work by everybody. Art Farmer and Gigi Grice. Here we go. Thank you. 
just heard some great stuff by the art farmer, Gigi Grice Quintet. Recorded the uh, tail end of 1955, September 1955, for Prestige Records. And that's one of my favorite albums. I've had it, of course, and listened to it for ages and ages and ages. And uh, what a fine group it was. And unfortunately, like a lot of jazz groups, short-lived but uh, a great partnership between uh, trumpeter Art Farmer and alto saxophonist composer Gigi Grice. And um, we heard Duke Jordan on piano, Art Farmer's brother Addison on bass, and Philly Joe Jones, the great Philly Joe Jones on drums. And three tunes. The first tune was entitled Forecast. It was written by Duke Jordan, uh, the pianist. And the second two tunes were written by... Uh, Gigi Grice, and um, two number two was the uh, ballad of the set, and that was called Evening in Casablanca, and the third tune was uh, a Gigi Grice classic, perhaps one of his best-known compositions, dedicated to the jazz baroness Nika Rothschild and called Nika's Tempo. It featured a great drum solo by Philly Joe Jones. So we hope you enjoyed that uh, trio of tunes. We're going to change the pace a little bit now and... Uh, Play some classic Count Basie. This is from an album with the atomic bomb on the cover. It's called, the, and, and uh, it came out on Roulette Records. And um, it's, uh, it, it was reissued on CD and called the Complete Atomic Basie. But what it is, it's, uh, of course, E-M equals MC squared, which is the Count Basie Orchestra plus Neil Hefty arrangements. And we're going to hear three tunes from there, maybe four, by this uh, incredible band, uh, edition of the Count Basie band. A lot of people, you know, they, they, they misunderstand Count Basie. He can really play. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, he's a marvelous piano player. A lot of people think of Basie as being you know, rather simple. Well, he can do all that, not waste any notes, but he can really, he can really play. And he's, he's featured on the first tune, which is uh, dedicated to, to him, written by Neil Hefty, because uh, uh, Basie was born in Red Bank, New Jersey. And uh, the title of the tune is The Kid from Red Bank. Then we're going to hear um, another tune by, uh, these are all by Neil Hefty, Flight of the Foo Birds. And, of course, uh, that is an old, old, old joke, and I'm, I won't go into it. Those of you that are a certain age probably heard this when you were in grade school um, about the about the the foo bird. Anyway, that's what it's called, flight of the foo bird. And then we're going to hear a thing called Teddy the Toad, which was ri- actually written <laughs> in in honor of Teddy Rieg, who was the album's producer. Teddy was a big corpulent man. And um, they used to uh, refer to him as Teddy the Toad, affectionately, of course. And that's the name of the tune. And uh, one more tune, we're going to hear a thing called Whirly Bird. And uh, what a great addition of the band. Um, I'll let you know all the soloists after we hear the piece. But the first one features Mr. Basie on piano. And uh, it's called The Kid from Red Bank. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, the Count Basie Orchestra playing compositions and arrangements by the great Neil Hefty. We heard uh, five tunes from this album and some great solos all around by uh, some of uh, the wonderful musicians that were in Basie's band during this time. Uh, all of this stuff was recorded in the, uh, the mid-50s and a great edition of Count Basie's band. The first tune was called The Kid from Red Bank, and it featured, of course, Mr. Basie himself at the piano. Then we heard a tune called The Flight of the Foo Birds, and that featured Frank West on alto saxophone, and a little break by Joe Newman on trumpet, and then some incredible tenor saxophone by the one and only Eddie Lockjaw Davis. Then we heard um, a tune, uh, the next tune was called Teddy the Toad, and dedicated to the producer of uh, the record. <laughs> Teddy Reek. And uh, then the next tune after that was a thing called Whirly Bird, and it featured again another incredible tenor saxophone solo by Eddie Lockjaw Davis. And the final tune we heard uh, was a blues, and it was entitled Fantail, and that featured some alto saxophone once again by the great Frank West. So it's just uh, coming up to midnight. We're going to play one more. We're going a little bit over time tonight, but I thought. Uh, We'd continue with uh, one more tune before we say goodnight and uh, tell you. I'd like to tell you about next week's show. Next week's uh, jazz feature, and of course the feature now opens our show right at 9 o'clock, is a wonderful trumpet player that went into academia. Um, He was on the scene in the late 50s and recorded a couple of wonderful albums for Blue Note, played briefly with Horace Silver's band, but then got a gig uh, teaching and uh, went into, um, um, completely disappeared from the, uh, from the performing scene and, uh, and got into teaching and, and uh, all that sort of stuff. His name, Lewis Smith. And I'll tell you, he was one hell of a trumpet player. And we're going to play next week as a jazz feature uh, one of his Blue Note albums. And this particular one is called Here Comes Lewis Smith. It was his debut recording under his own name. And it not only featured Lewis on trumpet, but the great Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone. So it's a wonderful recording, and that's going to be our jazz feature next week. Trumpeter Lewis Smith. And we'll tell you more about him next week. He's going to uh, open the show um, as we always do now with, uh, with the jazz feature. All right, we heard the Basie Orchestra. This is a very rare recording. Actually, it's an air shot, and uh, it, it's never been issued commercially. And um, this is uh, one of the few recordings. 1962 was, a, was a, a really down year for trumpeter Lee Morgan for a variety of reasons. He re- recorded one album for... Uh, Jazzland Records at the beginning of the year, but then fell into, uh, uh, well, let's face it, he was a victim of, uh, of drug addiction, uh, sold his clothes, his instrument, and became a virtual street person because of his addictions and so on. Didn't do too much. But all of a sudden, um, this recording surfaced, and as I said, it's never been issued on commercial records, but it's a, a recording of Lee on a gig uh, at the end of 1962, and he's playing on a borrowed trumpet, um, and and uh, made this um, made this date at Birdland with uh, Jimmy Heath on tenor saxophone, who was uh, responsible 
for uh, looking out for the trumpet. <laughs> After the gig was over, Jimmy Heath took the trumpet in his possession because it didn't belong to Lee. But uh, he certainly played beautifully on it. Uh, what an amazingly talented musician. It wasn't long after that he, he got himself together and, and came back on the scene. But uh, anyway, Lee Morgan on trumpet, Jimmy Heath on tenor saxophone, Barry Harris on piano, Spanky DeBrest, a, a boyhood friend of, uh, of Lee's on bass, James Spanky DeBrest, and the great Tootie Heath, Albert Tootie Heath on drums. And uh, this is one of my favorite compositions, a piece of music by uh, saxophonist Sonny Red, and it's called Bluesville. Here then, Lee Morgan, Jimmy Heath, and company, live at Birdland, recorded November 17th, 
Recorded live at Birdland, never released commercially. That's, this is a great recording by Lee Morgan on trumpet. He's the co-leader of the band, along with Jimmy Heath on tenor saxophone, Barry Harris on piano, James Spanky DeBrest on bass, and Albert Tootie Heath on drums. Recorded uh, at Birdland, November 17, 1962. That's Sonny Red's great tune called Bluesville. And so concludes another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. I'd like to thank you very much for uh, listening this evening, and I certainly hope that uh, you, can, uh, you will rejoin us next week. Of course, we're on the air every Monday, CITR, from 9 until midnight, sometimes a little after, like tonight. We will return in seven days. On behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and The Jazz Show, and of course, CITR 101.9 or CITR on your computer, www.citr.ca. Take care, and we'll see you in seven days' time. Bye-bye. Thank you.